Hey, rest friends. What's up? My name is Iridian Fierro and welcome to a new episode of our interview series where we feature wrestlers that we think that you need to know. On this episode, we are getting a whole lot of dude and I'm so excited. Please join me in welcoming our guest, Crash Jackson. Crash, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for asking. And I'm super excited to talk to you because I feel like there's going to be a lot of cheesema. Do you know what cheesema means, Crash? Cheesema? Yes, cheesema. It's like um, like gossip, like good stories, like the really, really good stuff. That's cheesema. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of that on this episode. I'm really excited. Um, but I want to start off with a story time about a poster that I saw at All Out. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but at All Out, my friends and I were at the show and near the ring on the floor, there was a giant poster and the poster said, sign Crash Jackson. And me and Lo, we freaked out. We're like, oh my God, we have to take a picture of this and send it to Crash. This is amazing. How <laughs> does it feel to know that you have fans that are literally at wrestling shows having signs that say sign Crash Jackson? Uh, it's it's uh, pretty, like, it's awesome, honestly. Uh, just uh know that like I have impacted people uh, in such a way that they're like pushing for me to get a job at a TV company. So that's like really awesome. Uh, and it's super humbling too, just because I didn't think I would get to where I am in wrestling uh, right now. Like, and I'm like not really anywhere, but I'm way farther than what I thought I would be from whenever I first started. That's amazing. I And it wasn't like the first sign that we saw that weekend. So there was a couple shows where this fan or a lot of other fans, who knows, it might've been more than one, had a sign that said sign Crash Jackson. So we were excited for you and we're hoping too one day, who knows, Crash <laughs> Jackson's going to be out here on your television. Fingers crossed, you know, that's all we can do. I just got to keep doing what I'm doing and then, uh, you know, hopefully the right, right set of eyes see me like, you know what, this guy, this guy should uh, have a job with us. <laughs> Okay, so let's do uh, let's backtrack and get the rest friends to know a little bit more about your wrestling journey so far. So, mm -hmm. where did your love of wrestling come from? Were you a fan before you decided to pursue it? Uh, yeah, uh, it was honestly probably as far as I can remember the first thing that I really wanted to do with my life. I got my love from watching wrestling from watching it with my dad growing up. As far as I can remember, we never missed a Monday Night Raw or a Monday Night Nitro. Uh, we were channel flippers. We liked uh, wrestlers on both sides. Earliest memories was just watching wrestling with him. I don't. There's only like one. I know some people will have like they have like specific like matches that they watch and like oh yeah that's what the one like my earliest wrestling memory that I can like really vividly remember was uh, the segment during the invasion angle when Stone Cold uh, comes back and then he's just whipping everybody <laughs> whenever uh, Vince McMahon's trying to get uh, trying to get him to join WWF because uh, he's just like not the same old Stone Cold. He tried to get him to give him a stunner earlier in the night and he wouldn't. So whenever he finally comes comes back and he's just giving everyone stunners and like the show ends with like WWF standing standing tall in the middle of the ring, that was that's probably one of the coolest and earliest memories 
that I have of like watching wrestling on TV. So you've said before that wrestling was kind of like a hobby because you were doing football before, right? Yes. Yeah. So where does the wrestling as a hobby come in? Because I know wrestling is not the number one hobby choice of a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> so talk to us about that. So uh, I went to college and played football and I probably actually I definitely should have handled my own uh, recruiting as far as all of that stuff goes. But I let my head coach do it. And then I went to a school. It was a good school, but it was honestly not the best fit for me. And so I ended up leaving going to community college because I let my grades slip because I'm 18. I'm like off by myself for the first time. So like I'm not going to class and I'm enjoying being in college way too much. So I let my grades slip. And so the plan was to go to community college get my grades back up, go to another school and finish out playing football. Cause I was in my head, I was actively trying to uh, play football professionally. I don't know like if I would have, but like that was like goal number one. So whenever I went to community college, I was getting my grades up and I was getting ready to transfer to go to another school. But then some wonky stuff with like the financial aid stuff happened. I had apparently received a, a grant that I wasn't supposed to get. And then they were like, Hey, we need this money back. I'm like, the money's gone. I already spent it. <laughs> so, so then that kept me from transferring to the school that I had already committed to going to. So then I just had to, I just had to drop out of college and, uh, start like working. Um, but at that, at that point in time, I'd started, uh, I was coaching football at my, at my hometown for the high school and middle school team. And then I was like, well, I'm not playing football anymore, and I don't see me starting to play football anymore. So I figured I would try to figure out if I could uh, wrestle just because, like, I needed some sort of, like, physical outlet to be doing something. Because, like, I was still going to the gym and working out and stuff, but I was like, I need this to have some sort of purpose for me to do it. And then a buddy of mine that I graduated high school with, I – hit him up about like getting started or whatever. And he uh, told me to come with him, meet people at the show, see if like we can get like stuff going or whatever. And I got started at this uh, little indie fed in Eastern Kentucky called Bluegrass Championship Wrestling. They ran uh, shows once a month. Uh, I didn't have to pay for training. <laughs> uh, so I've, started uh and i just got trained by the guys that was like just in their locker room initially so after about six training sessions i ended up having my first match and i should not have had my first match but it was something i mean i have uh, definitely helped train some kids after me uh that their first matches were way better than mine were so uh yeah it was not good <laughs> but it was it was a fun experience and um the uh it was just one of those things, like, I didn't know, like, if I could, I didn't know the path of making professional wrestling of uh, career. So at, at that point in time, whenever I first started, I was like, eh, you know, it would be a good hobby, especially at that point in time, I was only wrestling once, maybe twice a month. So it's not like I was, like, doing it four or five times a week. And they'd be like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to just partially kind of do this. So... 
because all those other guys that was like in the locker room with me at that place, they were like the the weekend warriors or the forty milers as we call them. And there's nothing wrong with that because uh, that's what I wanted to be whenever I first started in wrestling was just doing that. But then you know we we see where it's went to from from then. So the first match that I saw you in was at Black Label Pro at Tyler's Day Off in Indiana. And you took a hit that did not look good at all. And you actually started to bleed a little bit. What goes through your mind when you start bleeding during a match? Uh, so at that point in time, uh, I, my forehead hit the uh, one of the hooks on the tarmuckle. And as soon as I hit, I immediately knew I was like, yep, I'm going to, I'm bleeding. <laughs> Cause sometimes like it, you just know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's instant. I was, uh, at, uh, I was in Chicago for those, uh, that weekend of all the GCW shows and stuff. And I saw Billy Starks wrestling, uh, Brogan during the GCW settlement series. He catches her and then he throws her into the, uh, ring post. And I immediately knew I was like, Oh, like, you can usually tell by the sound, like if it's not, if it's more of like a thud, you're like, oh no. Because sometimes like whenever we get thrown into them, we'll like kind of smack the post. And so it makes like a different sound. But if it's more like thudding, you're like, oh, okay, that one actually got him. Because like as soon as she hit, I immediately knew that she was going to get up and have blood all over her face. That's insane. Like, so you said that sometimes you know exactly Like, oh man, I'm bleeding. Are there other times where you're going through a match and you're just like, what? When did this happen? Uh, Yeah, sometimes. uh, I have had it different times, uh, like getting small little, I've had different like scrapes on like my forehead before uh, just from random stuff. And it's like, oh, like I'm not bleeding a lot, but I am bleeding. Uh, Like different ones. I've had like cuts on my leg before, uh, just wrestling is very physical so like sometimes it just happens it's like i'll wake up the next day and i'll have like a bruise or something or something to be hurt hurting and i'm just i have no idea why or how like i don't remember doing anything particular to like that body part for it to be hurting but for whatever reason it does so sometimes uh just with all the adrenaline stuff just happens and we don't even realize it (laughs) So with all of the wrestling that you've done so far, Crash, who do you think has been your greatest opponent? My greatest opponent? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, shoes. That, that's a super <laughs> tough one. If uh, circumstances hadn't changed, uh, I would have said uh, Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, but then he ended up uh, going back to the V, so that match ended up not happening. Um... I would definitely have to say uh, Big Damo is one of them. Um, I have a match coming up in a couple weeks for the Wrestling Revolver uh, against uh, Steve Macklin, Mance Warner, and Steve Manders. So that's definitely going to be tough, especially because I don't think, from my recollection, me and Manser have never shared the ring before, and it's been – Probably a few years since me and Manders have uh, wrestled each other. Um, So that's going to be very fun and interesting to see how that one goes. Joshua Bishop, he's also like, he's like very tough opponent, which 
that was like the first match of mine that you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's a it's a deeper list than what than what you think it would be. Like whenever you're asked this question, whenever you, you actually get to like thinking about it, um, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with those because if if I well, I sit here long enough, I'll just think of more and we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with those uh, right off the top right now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you have that many opponents that you're like, oh my God, that everyone is is so great. And the chemistry has to work in in the ring between the both of you in order to have good matches. So that says a lot about who you think has been your greatest opponent too. So I can't wait for that um, that match that you have upcoming because I think it's going to be amazing. Definitely probably for the highlight reel. Yeah, definitely for sure. It's going to be uh, <clears throat> chaotic. That's one, That's one way to... Uh, describe it. So wrestling isn't just physical. I think that there's a mental aspect to it too. Like you not only have to train your body, but you also have to train your brain. So can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about maybe like what it takes to like psych yourself up or what that connection is in order for you to wrestle? Um, For me, I I treat it just like, excuse me. I treat it just like how uh, I would treat going out on the field for a, a game uh, when I was playing football, I just, you kind of just find like this, like space, like in your mind that you can just kind of, just kind of empty everything out. Cause at that point in time for the next, however long you're wrestling in football for the next 48 minutes that you were playing or 60 minutes, like nothing else matters. No, like, uh, you're mad at your girlfriend, uh, you got homework, you're failing a class, whatever, like nothing matters. Uh, so you have to be able to find like that, that like mental space in your head to be able to like forget everything else outside of this because we wrestle to help like the fans forget like about their kind of bullshit that they have going on in their lives or whatever. Even if it's only for a couple hours at a time, we're also doing the same thing for the 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes we're out there in the ring. We're out there performing for all the fans, and we're trying to forget about our bullshit outside of the ring too because we try. We do not want to let whatever we have going on outside to filter its way in and then start affecting us and affecting our performances. So you have to find that, that place and just wash it all the way and forget about it. That's a great way of putting it. And I think you were already kind of trained like that because of football, because when you do play another sport, like you physically have to or like mentally have to be in that space of like, okay, this is what I have Mm -hmm. to do. And I might take this hit. Who knows? Um, But I have to be prepared just in case I do. Exactly. And uh, whenever I first whenever I was playing football uh, until I went to college, I played running back and linebacker. So half my job was hitting people. So <laughs> I I had to be in just a whole other like state of focus because every play I'm I'm hitting someone. There's not a play that goes by where I don't get in some sort of contact. What's worse for you, getting hit or hitting in football? What's worse for me? Yes. I didn't I mean <laughs> honestly, I whenever I played running back, I liked to run people over. So so uh, I use that truck stick often. Um, so I definitely didn't shy away from contact, uh, especially like at the beginning of the game, the first hit of the game, 
it's like dump, dumping your head in ice cold water. It just wakes you up. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, getting hit sucks, but I always tried to be the one that was initiating the contact. So I want to know about advice. So what is the worst piece of advice that you've heard in the industry that you've received yourself that you're like, this is just garbage, like tragic? The worst, um, the worst piece of advice that I got was, uh, from some older, older guys. They, uh, had told me that going to the ring of honor tryout camp seminar thing that they, they were doing yearly for a while, uh, that it was a waste of time. They're only going to, they're only going to take my money and that they're, uh, only going to tell me stuff that I already know. Wow. That was the that was like the worst piece of advice I got. But in that it was completely wrong. And I knew that immediately as soon as they told me. But still, like I I knew that was like garbage because like I'm gonna go I'm going to this thing that has <clears throat> former Ring of Honor world champions teaching me and uh trying to help me and stuff like that. I was like, I know like I'm gonna be learning some stuff that I have never heard before. Did you oh. tell them in that moment? Like that's not good advice. Or did you? Or you just like zip it? No, and it move was on? no. It's one of those things that, like in wrestling, we're taught to just just take everything in, even if some people might mean well by it, some people may not. Um, just take it in, nod, okay, thanks, and then just move on. You don't have to necessarily like take that advice that they give you, uh, especially if you know in your heart of hearts that it's not good advice. Especially at that point in time, I was only like two years in. I still didn't really know much about like the business and like I knew etiquette and I knew like, well, I'm not going to like dismiss them. But okay, okay, man, well, I'll I'll take that into consideration. I mean, I'm still going to go, but but, you know, I'm not going to not go because I already spent the money on paying for everything. So, yeah. So let's, let's switch it around from bad advice to good advice. What has been some like really, really great advice that you've received? So one piece of advice that I got that was really good is, uh, to see how do they, 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 they phrase it, uh, don't fake you or you can't fake the funk if that makes any sense. So, uh, like whenever it comes to like, oh, your wrestling character or something like that, it's really hard to, uh, Try not to put yourself out there as something that you can't back up. Uh, there was a trainee at the old school here in Ohio. Um, this was before I came up here, but it was kind of more like a cautionary tale about like not faking stuff like that because it's very easily, especially nowadays, the fact check stuff. Uh, someone was, uh, they were claiming to be from like the Commonwealth of Boston or something like that. And they didn't really have a Boston accent for one. Um, and then someone was at a show and I was asking them questions about like living or like being from Boston or whatever. Cause that person, the fan was from Boston. Mm. And so like, like, Oh, like what, like what street did you grow up on? Oh, I grew up on this street, blah, blah, blah whatever. And they're like, well, you live near, uh, whatever monument or something. Like, oh yeah. And then it, it was just a whole mess, but just because like their story and like their 
whole character identity was just like falling into itself because they didn't know, like they weren't able to keep up with the person that was actually from there. That's tragic. Which I, I was guilty of this uh, before. Whenever I first started, I wanted to say that I was from Gainesville, Florida, but like, like gains, yeah. like, uh, like lift weights gains. But I didn't have a, like, I didn't sound like I was from Florida. I definitely sounded like I was from Eastern Kentucky. So that uh, was a little bit of a cautionary tale. Just don't, don't fake it. <laughs> don't, don't fake stuff that can easily be fact checked. Okay, but I see what you were trying to do with the Gainesville. I think that's yeah, that's good. But who's gonna yeah, fact check it, that you're it from was, Florida? Like, no one, no one, no one really like questioned it just because of like how I played it off. But still, <laughs> all right, Crash. Let's get into our ten out of ten segment, which okay. we are going to play a game, and I'm going to give you some scenarios, and you tell me if they are ten out of ten. Ten out of ten being amazing or anywhere else on the scale, zero being the absolute worst experience or scenario. <laughs> All righty. First scenario, taking your first bump in the ring. Um, it was definitely a zero out of 10, just because of uh, how much it hurt. Because like, we're, uh, you're not callous to it yet. So you're not used to like that, that feeling of falling backwards in the middle of the ring. Uh, it was definitely a zero out of 10. Now it's like, whatever. But then the very first time it was, it, it sucked. It was a zero out of 10 for sure. Being trained by Sammy Callahan. Uh, 10 out of 10 for sure. 10. It, it's, it's, uh, you'll, you'll sweat, you'll work your ass off for it. Uh, but as long as if you like bust your ass for him, he'll bust his ass for you. Uh, so that's, that's huge. So 10 out of 10 for sure. Bleeding during a match. I'm going to say like a 7 out of 10. Okay. Because it, it really just depends on, like, is it like, are you like doing a death match? Uh, is it, uh, was it accidental? Did it accidentally happen? Uh, did you mean for it to happen? Is it like a blow off for like a big angle that you're in? Like there's like kind of levels mm. to it. So it really depends because uh, – I know, like, some people just be bleeding just to be bleeding sometimes. It, it, or at least that's, like, that's a little bit of a stereotype anyway. But <laughs> definitely, I would say 7 out of 10. Uh, like, if it's, a, like, a blood feud or something like that, like a big, like, intense angle between, like, two people um, and you end up getting some color whenever it happens, it definitely can, like, add to, like, the intensity and the drama and the story of what's going on. Okay. Having people boo you in the ring. Um, well, if I'm being the bad guy, then a ten out of ten. But if I'm the if I'm supposed to be the the good guy, then a zero out of ten. Meeting fans after a show. Uh, ten out of ten. Having to sell your own merch at merch tables. So sometimes it's a zero out of ten. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's a ten out of ten, uh, just because if you're selling <clears throat> when I'm selling my own merch. If I am selling, like if people are actively buying or at least like coming up and saying hello, that's great. Um, but if like I'm no one's acknowledging me while I'm standing there behind the table, because it happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. So that's a zero out of 10 for sure. If like no one is coming up and buying anything or at least like acknowledging that you were there. Yeah. Um, 
but that ha- that kind of happens to me sometimes because I I have like I get that Clark Kent effect whenever I'm not in my wrestling gear, <laughs> and like I don't do anything different to like my face or anything, but like whenever I put like on a, a shirt or something, and I'm not in my gear. I guess I look I don't look like. I don't look like myself. <laughs> so yours is not uh, the glasses effect. It's with the sweater that people don't recognize. Yeah, you. like if I put on a hoodie or a t-shirt or something on, then like no one recognizes me without like, I guess I have to just go to the merch table just without a shirt on so people can realize that it's me. <laughs> Alrighty, and the last one, winning your first match. Uh, 10 out of 10, for sure. It's and no, no other feeling like winning your first match. You're you remember it always. So Crash, thank you so much again for joining me. I a thousand percent appreciate it. You have been wonderful. So let our rest friends know where they can follow you and what you have coming up. Well, once again, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. It's good time talking as always. So you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, I guess Twitch. I'm not as active on my Twitch channel anymore, or at least like currently. Kind of take a little hiatus on that. But you all can follow me on all those other social media platforms at the Crash Jackson. That's J-A-X-O-N. Uh, for those of you who uh, who misunderstand through my accent. Um, and coming up this weekend, actually, I have For Us Wrestling in Michigan on Friday. I'm at uh, Black Label Pro on Saturday. And I am making uh, my... Glory Pro debut this Sunday in uh, Missouri. Um, and then after that, November the 5th, I'm at War Wrestling in Lima, Ohio. And then on November the 12th, I have Wrestling Revolver uh, here in Dayton. Like I mentioned before, I have a fatal four-way match uh, against uh, Steve Manders, uh, good old Manser. Uh, Steve Macklin and myself and just it's going to be a chaotic (laughs) mess. (laughs) Well, we all look forward to it. So, yes, trust friends, you heard it's Crash Jackson with an X. okay? because a lot of people misspell it and it irritates me. And I'm like, come on. And you correct people, too, on social media, which is good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like what makes it what makes it like even more annoying is that people can they'll tag me and stuff and then still spell it wrong. It's like it's right there. <laughs> it's in the handle, people. Come on. It's in the handle. <laughs> All right, Crash. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me. You as well.